Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Joy Reeser with us here today, who is a spiritual counselor, award-winning children's author, and joy bringer who inspires love, peace, and joy on the path of those she encounters every day. Joy lives in North Carolina where she hula hoops and sunbeams, write books that inspire folks to deeper life of love and share his adventure with her partner, Michael. Joy's inner child will share laughter with you at any moment. Joy, welcome and thank you so very much for being here. Thank you, Jesse. It's an honor to be here with you. Joy, would you share a little bit about your inner child? I think that's such a beautiful thing to put in an intro and you know, it's, I find a lot of times folks wrestle with the inner child because so, for so many, it seems that the playful part of the inner child is often suppressed. And what does end up getting expressed for many is that wounded part of the inner child. I'm wondering with you, how, how do you bring and allow your inner child to just come out and be that playful part of you? Thank you, Jesse. Um... Who knows? <laughs> but what was a, what, when you were asking the question, different things were arising in me. Like when I was nurturing my inner child, and I bought this watercolor painting that's hanging in my kitchen, which is of this adorable little girl. You just see the back of her in her pinafore, and she's picking flowers. And I think that my inner child was so wounded that I just nurtured things that felt good to me. I, I was always, I have, stu- I have stuffed animals around the house. Um, and that hula hoop and sunbeams that's in my bio was because my creative wounds were so deep of my father yelling, (laughs) why would I go to the band concert? Those kids can't play and different things that happened. So I was led to the classic book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Do you know that book? No, I don't. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Um, I studied it three times. And one of the things in there was, what did you like to do as a child? I have lived in synchronicity for decades. The very next day after I wrote in that book, I loved to hula hoop. I was in a discount store and in the frozen food section, I happened upon a pink plastic hula hoop. And I knew it was mine. I didn't see probably the dozens that were in the toy department in that store. I saw the one leaning against something in the frozen foods department. So I brought it home and I started hooping again. And so I was probably in my forties when this happened. And I think just hooping (laughs) makes me giggle and bringing back different things. And when I turned 60, I had a gathering of women. Um, I invited them to a lunch. 
And I said, I don't need anything, but if you want to bring something, please bring a toy. And I got bubbles and chalk and jacks and um, I, I just, I'm really in touch with my inner joy now. And I can't exactly give you the formula for that. But, but what comes to me is that people can nurture their inner joy. Um, if they, if they are not in touch with it, go to a toy store and see what resonates and maybe buy yourself a kite. Like on my first date with this man that I've been dating for three years, we met when we were 60. When we first, it wasn't our first date, it was our first trip, road trip. He pulled over to the side one day got out of his car and took two kites out of the back of the car. It was a hot, windy day. But anytime I fly a kite, <laughs> it is a joyful experience. And I think that so many adults are too serious. Mm. And you know that poem, um, Jesse, in my book, Goofy, you might remember Goofy. May I may I read that? Oh, please, please. Okay. It says, "Grown-ups, oh grown-ups, please settle your minds from serious ways you're often inclined. Lean into Goofy. Give Silly a try." <laughs> there it is. How will it look like a grape apple pie? Would you skip? Would you hop? Would you plop on a swing? Play bells on your way for the jingle they ring? How would more goofy add fun to your day? Let goofy ideas explode into play. <laughs> it really my spiritual study has led me to understand that we are not supposed to be serious. Mm. Joy, play, fun. If we can be adults and enjoy life, this is what I understand our creator wants of us. Mm. Joy. <laughs> And just for everybody knows, that was written, read from one of Joy's books, Designed to Shine, Volume 2. And we're going to get more to the books in a moment. I want to go back to your 60th birthday. And I'm just the image that's coming to mind is you and a group of women who are, I'm assuming about the same age, all hanging around, hula hooping, blowing bubbles, playing, having fun. I'm wondering, Joy... For those women, what was that experience like for them? Did you see them? Did they comment afterwards and say how like it was fun or they were uncomfortable or or what was it? Because I find that that we do, we take things so damn seriously sometimes. And it just seems like we we I was telling somebody this the other day that the one thing humans excel at probably more than anything else in all of our existence is we excel at taking simple things and making them overly complicated. 
we are masters of of squeezing the joy and the good stuff out of life and putting it on the shelf and compartmentalizing it and obsessing over the few things that upset us and get us worked up and bring us down. We are masterful at training our focus to find the one or two things that are going wrong instead of celebrating the millions of things that are going right. I remember doing a gratitude program one time with a client and they were saying, oh, it's, it's so hard to find something to be grateful for. And I always tell people, start with your anatomy. You have over 600 plus muscles. You have over 200 plus bones. You have billions of cells and blood vessels and all these types of things going on that if any of those things stopped working properly, you would stop working properly and it'd make life way more complicated. You think you have problems now, imagine you have problems with your, your physical system. If you took one day just to be grateful for every muscle in your body, you have two years worth of material to work with. And it's so fascinating observing the human animal and how we become so myopically obsessed with the few things that are going wrong instead of celebrating all that goes right. So I'm wondering those women who come together with you, you're celebrating your birthday, they're showing up with bubbles and hula hoops and all these types of things. What was that experience like for them? What kind of feedback did you hear from them? They loved coming to celebrate with me. Mm. Um, we didn't hula hoop that day or blow bubbles that day, but this enormous dessert came late and they enjoyed diving in. I even had a woman, well, she's an extrovert and I am by nature an introvert. Her husband died the day before my party. And she called me the morning of my luncheon and she's like, Joy, can I please come? And I said, dear one, and I have goosebumps right now telling this story. I said, do what you need to do. I am fine if you need to stay home. I am fine if you want to attend. I have lived into such allowing of everything. I don't hold expectations. I, I don't need certain things to happen. Um, but they, she came, she wore sunglasses because she'd been crying her eyes out. Mm. And as an extrovert, she wanted to be with other people. She didn't wanna be alone. So I, um, I probably will do it every five years, you know, invite those women to come for a luncheon and I paid for it. I just like, come and celebrate with me. <laughs> it was so much fun. And when you mentioned gratitude, Jesse, I'm a big believer. I have had a gratitude journal every morning. I write in it five things or feelings or ways that I'm grateful um, for years and years. It's, I used to be that individual who obsessed on the negative. And I caught myself one time, I was so worried about my son driving from Solon, Ohio, which is a suburb outside Cleveland 
he was driving to Columbus for a concert. And I was so nervous for a little bit, realizing, oh my God, he could get in an accident. He could get in. And I stopped myself or an angel stopped me and said, Joy, picture angels surrounding his car. And I like turned my consciousness in that moment to start believing in the best. <laughs> because I had been a person steeped in fear growing up the way in the household I grew up in. And it does train your mind into the negative ways of what is the worst thing that might happen and I better worry about it. <laughs> and I don't do that anymore. If I'm getting on a plane, I haven't been on one since COVID, but me getting on a, before a trip, I am seeing, imagining the unbelievably great time I'm going to have, like throwing out the mat of happiness in front of me <laughs> to have a really great trip. Mm. And I kind of feel with where my consciousness is that, well, I'm beyond suffering, <laughs> suffering. I don't do it anymore. I've suffered long. <laughs> What'd you say? I love that. I suffered long enough. I suffered with constipation and an angry father and a perfectionistic mother and a bully of a sister, and I'm over it. They were doing the best they could. And maybe in that other world beyond bodies, we all agreed that, all right, we're gonna come to life on earth. You're gonna be named Joy. We're gonna squash your joy. <laughs> they did a really good job. However, thank you. And everyone that's read my books is thanking me that I am not, I don't have my joy squashed anymore. I am a joy bringer. <laughs> Do you think you would be a joy bringer without them trying to squash your joy early on? I don't know. I um, actually, Jesse, I suspect I wouldn't be. Mm. That if I had been named Joy and no one had squashed my joy, I don't know who I could have been, would have been, mm. would have been. <laughs> like, because I had to fight my way and I had to, I spent years hiding years marinating in my negative juices. And so to come out into the world, like the years I wasn't grounded in my body, even I had left, I was living up here, <laughs> but to be in my body and loving life is priceless. Um, <sighs> I, I want to give anybody hope that whatever you came from, it's possible to evolve beyond it, grow beyond it, heal beyond it into a better place. 
I want, I want to speak to that. And then I want to ask one question around that. And then we'll transition to talking about your books. You had mentioned before that you used to almost, and I'm going to paraphrase, so please correct my wording, but it was almost like you're, you kept your spirit so small. And then it was, there was this point in your journey where you're really able to kind of unlock and allow your spirit to grow into who you are today. Could you speak a little bit to that, Joy? Was it, was it, was it from family upbringings and your, your, your people who were in charge of your, your family dynamics? Were they ones who would kind of keep your spirit small? Was it, was it a matter of belief systems? Was it just circumstances of life? And how did you, how did you begin to take those steps to really kind of tear the, what's the expression, let, tear the gate off the hinges and let who Joy really is out to play? Yeah, I think, um, Jesse, that I was, see, that there was a story tossed my way when I was little that I didn't belong. And so not belonging made me want to stay under the radar, wanted me to stay away from the mud being slung in my direction. And the smallness, you know, I, I was always put in the middle of the back seat. My feet were straddling the hump in the floor that used to be in the floors of cars. And I'm not sure where that smallness, I'm pretty sure it was ego. It was something egoic in me of little joy, little joy. I was always not very large um, of my frame. Um, but I know when how things started unwrap, and I had I had perfectionism, deep perfectionism from the family. So this one day I was writing the church newsletter, and the se the secretary who typed it called me a perfectionist, and. I went home and wrote an essay about being that, which was incredible to who I am as far as what it did for me. And I just wrote about it in, I have a chapter in an upcoming book. And my chapter, can I, I'll name this book if I may? Please. It's coming out in June and it's called Wholehearted Wonder Women 50 Plus Courage, Creativity, Compassion. And my chapter is called Mind the Lessons of Your Life, Uncover Hidden Joy. When I was writing it, I was mining these lessons. I was learning more. I was gaining insights. And I found that essay that I had written. So there were these places in my life. And there was this other time I was at um, a journaling class. And the instructor, it was on the topic of wild. And she, 
was giving us all these questions. And I was sitting there and having this consciousness moment of like, oh my goodness, I have been living with white gloves on. Hmm. Now we wore white gloves when I was a kid. But I was so rigidified in my actions, in my, you know, when we are not authentically who we are, we are trying to be something else. <laughs> and I was such a good girl. I never, I, I didn't have premarital sex. I didn't. I was living I was living in the lines in, until that moment of like, wait a minute, I could open this box that I'm living in a little bit. And I, I started opening the box of, hey, maybe I could, ta -ta 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 -ta. and I think it's, it's a progression. <laughs> getting into the depths of depression is a progression, getting out becoming who we are takes time. Maybe someone does it in a heartbeat. It took me a lot. It took me time. <laughs> it takes me time too. <laughs> I think more people don't do it because it does take time. And we, we yeah. live in a world where we're used to having anything on demand and we can swipe left or right to meet all of our desires and basic needs. Why would we want to wait for something that seems unpromised when we can switch over to a thousand different Netflix shows? Oh my gosh, that gives me goosebumps, Jesse, because, the, and it brings up a memory of the time I cried when I had met with a woman, had a free um, inventory session, and she offered me to work with her. And then she called me and I, I remember, I cried. I said, I'm so tired of healing into this thing I'm trying to reach, like this. Yeah. And she said the exact words that I needed. I worked with her and she gave me um, a key to unlock my inner critics that were beating me up from the inside. <laughs> So I wrote, a, I write about this key in my books um, because healing my inner critics has been magical to who I am. Mm. So I'm, I'm no longer a perfectionist. However, I can look good. I can show up on time. I had an inner, I wrote about, I, I had a truce with my inner timekeeper, my inner perfectionist, my inner whatever, whatever. But now they're on board. They just were aligned <laughs> um, moving in the world. And I, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know how rare it is to become authentically who we are. And yet I feel that I'm simply a human who has been led to do my work 
And I'm not any different than any other person. But I would encourage anybody to do the work to become your authentic self because it is so worth it. <laughs> so mm. worth it. Life becomes so easy, so fun, so free, um, beyond yeah. where yeah. <laughs> that place that I that I lived in. Joy, I want to talk to you about your writing process. So you, you've written several books. I have a few of them here, the Design to Shine series, which are just a lot of fun and a joy to read. I, I was telling Joy, everyone beforehand, that I had a presentation I gave a few months ago now. And the morning of, I usually have kind of a little ritual routine to get ready for it. And instead of doing that normal ritual routine, I I stayed in bed and lingered in bed for a moment and read one of these one of these fun children's books and it was just it was such a, a happy spirit to invite into me for something that was really important to me. I want to talk about the your writing process because you're not approaching these books in the traditional way that we think of what a writer does. Can you speak to that a little bit? Okay. Um, what I feel is none of my books did I try to write them. I think try is an egoic term. We try to do something. I allowed, I was, I allowed the books. I was wake, awakened for the first book and divinity woke me up when my first post-divorce partner had, <laughs> we had broken up and he had moved downstairs. And I had, he had taken his chaotic vibration of papers and clothes out of the bedroom, allowing me to breathe into my connection with every entity, God, angel, every connect that I do not see with my physical eyes, but I know that I am surrounded by and supported, so supported. And once I could breathe into that, I was awakened soon after that. And with a voice that said, use the lessons of your life, Joy. Write a book that will inspire readers. And that became my first book Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure, um, which is essays, questions, and poems. And this physical book is actually out of print because I, <laughs> I felt called to revise it because, Jesse, people often thought I could read their minds when I was in an event and they'd be thinking, She's just got children's books. I'm just going to walk by. What they don't understand is that it's a consciousness book. It's filled with lessons, you know, but, but now it grew up and it's called a relatable book of essays, poems, and questions to ignite your joy. I added 10 essays and new poems and new questions 
because in the five years between this one and this one, I grew and changed <laughs> more because we are ever evolving and changing almost whether we want to or not. Something's happening. We are, <laughs> you know, unless we're so stuck and stuck and stuck. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the allowing. And then um, when, when this one came, um, I wrote in my journal that morning. I write in my journal every morning. I write gratitude every morning. And I, I was writing, attention, attention, pay attention, you, today. Da, 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 da. And I, I liked what I wrote. So I came to the computer and I wrote this rhyme called attention. All of my books so far are alphabetical. So I wrote attention and balance, change, dance, energy. I, I, I wrote seven rhymes before I looked at it. I'm like, what am I doing? I am writing a children's book in rhyme that will speak to the inner child of any person. And um, a psychic told me that uh, Ted Geisel is in my soul group. He was Dr. Seuss. So I think that he and I wrote this book <laughs> because I'm so creative and I'm so connected to everything that the books came through my heart and hands to bless readers. I love that. It sounds like it was a beautiful act of just trusting what was, what was showing up for you. And I think oftentimes we, we sadly miss some of those messages and what's right in front of us because we're unwilling to trust or we're so self-obsessed going back to those few things that are wrong that we don't even allow for the to let in more of the good stuff. Joey, we're coming up on our time now. Before I ask my final question, where is the best places for people to find and connect with you online? Oh, thank you. Um, my website, joyonyourshoulders.com is a great place. There's a connection page. Otherwise, there's a Joy on Your Shoulders Facebook page. Joy Reaser is on LinkedIn. And I have a YouTube channel. Um, I think it's called The Joyful Corner. <laughs> it's newer. And so I'm starting to post um, different videos there. Um, yeah. Very good. And we'll make sure we include all that in the show notes and everything too. Joy, it's in, as you said, in these in these books, everything's in alphabetical and how Joy writes is she kind of picks one, one word and then expands in a poem off of it. And you use one of my favorite words and I wanna read just a couple lines of this and then I wanna ask a question around it. One of my most favorite words is wonder. And you say, wonder, oh wonder, we treasure you so, surprise and deep awe, the amazement we know. You invite us to note, you invite us to notice through buds and in snails and clouds that float past in elephant tails. I think that where I love wonder is exactly that there's an invitation to allow yourself to experience wonder, to be in awe of the things that we seem to stop and take for granted every day. 
I was, I had gone for a walk earlier today and I noticed this moth was struggling on the, on the pavement. And I stopped and, you know, and, and there was a time in my life where I would be a bug. I, I never would proactively squish anything, but I would say, oh, it's a bug, you know, keep on walking. But I bent down and I, I picked it up and let it climb into my hand. And I just stood there for a second with it and just observed it. And there was, there was this, there was this wonder experience of this, this entity, this being, this life that was struggling to survive, to go through, you know, the same experience that many of us humans would have. The difference is, is that for some of us, when we would be struggling, others might come and run to help. Whereas when it's struggling, others might come to run to squish and to discard. And I, I was, I, and so I had this moment of wonder, just observing life unfolding. And then I found a, a kind of a place off the path to place it, where it was in a, and it was in a, it was on a plant and it was in some shade area and to hopefully give it a chance at, at life beyond that moment. That's a long way of asking my question, Joy, and if you take maybe just a minute to, to answer this one, how important is language to you and bringing life to your reality? Because you strike me as someone who really is intentional with the words you choose to illustrate the life you live. Jesse, writing was my first language, really. Mm -hmm. It was so painful in my family growing up. And I was so cut off, like they didn't, no one wanted to hear from me. So I wrote and I wrote and wrote and wrote. And language, <laughs> I love writing so much. And in this last week and a half, I was writing the chapter for that um, new book coming out in June and it reignited my excitement to be writing. <laughs> so who knows what I'm gonna be writing now um, because it's spring and I just feel very awakened to new energy. That the, the fun of um, right, not only allowing these books to come, but then editing and editing, reading them out loud, seeing what was working, what wasn't working. And it's joy to me mm. that that process. <laughs> I actually, this newer guy that's in my life, it's been three years that we've been dating, but I asked him to shelter in place with me last March and to move in with me last July. So we're living here and lately, but he's in, I thanked Michael in the um, introduction in here because I would say, are you willing to come into my office and sit down for a little while so I could read a rhyme to you? He was, he would say, that line's not working for me. You know, he helped me. I had angels on my path so that this could become the best book it could become. Mm. I think that we're all supported 
it, whether we know it or not, and that I am really appreciating all the support in my on my journey here lately. Yeah. I love that. Everyone, boys, this one you're going to want to rewatch and listen. Joy took us on a beautiful journey today, one that was filled of her own story of growing up and feeling like her joy was being depressed to growing to a place where she was able to unlock it and really step into being that most authentic version of herself. She talked about making it a point to celebrating and how she went in when she was in her 40s and found the pink hula hoop and began hula hooping. And then now at, in her 60s for her 60th birthday, she invited a bunch of friends over to really celebrate and encourage them to bring toys like hula hoops and bubbles. It, it begs a question for you, and she, she's proactive about embracing and having fun with her inner child, that what would our life be like if we allowed our inner child out to play more? What would our life be like if we, we obsess less over the wounds and we celebrated more the, the fun and the, the joy of life? Because it's there. You know, it's so easy to get into that habit of, falling into the, to the despair of suffering and obsessing over the few things that are going wrong instead of celebrating all that's going right. And I love that Joy highlighted and mentioned that she got to a point where she was done with suffering. She made the conscious choice to be done with it and move beyond it. It, it invites the opportunity for all of us to explore what our life might be like if we were to move beyond suffering, if we were willing to let that go, if we were willing to choose joy instead of suffering, if we we're willing to choose hope instead of or if we're willing to choose love instead of resentment and anger and those things that goes back. We transition into talking about our writing process and what really came through for me so clearly is Joy's writing process is an act of trust and almost surrender in a sense, surrendering into that trust of knowing that there's something there for her to write and for her to just allow it to flow through her rather than questioning what is. You know, how many times does intuition knocking fate, God, universe, spirit, whatever our belief system is, how many times do they come knocking and we refuse to listen because, again, we're so deeply distracted or overly committed to that piece of the story that keeps us stuck, holds us back from where we are. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the things I really love and appreciate about talking with authors is they are a living embodiment of stories are generated with, with this and this pen and paper. And that if you don't like the story that has been written, you can always turn the page and start a new chapter. You can always pick up the pen and write something new. And I think where I'm really, what I'm inspired by from this conversation with Joy today is, is, is to pick up my pen and to really be intentional about what chapter I want to author next in my story. And last but not least, Joy, I mentioned to you beforehand that your name is one of my favorite names. And I always said, if I ever had children, I would want to name one of them Joy because I think those kinds of words, you are one of the few people who I have met who is a full embodiment of what I imagine that word would mean to a human being for a human representative of one of my favorite words. And it is just such an honor, a blessing to know you, to have met you, to have spent this time with you. And you have brought immeasurable amounts of joy in the brief time we spent together today in my life, and I'm sure the lives of those who have watched and listened. Listen. So thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Jesse. It's been an honor to be here. And I wanted to PS that I'm so glad you picked up that moth. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I pick up all of them, moths, spiders, anytime. I, I just, I, we, I get ants 
really bad every every summer because inevitably it gets hot, things dry up in Southern California. They're looking for places to go, food, and and I feel horrible when I have to, I, I try to just move stuff and let them go out on their own. And every now and then they get really bad and they, they're crawling on me. And so I try to move one, it smushes and I feel horrible when I do it. But it is, it's, I find for myself, I feel more in alignment with something greater than myself when I make those conscious choices to just really stop and not be respectful, just be respectful of life, but to allow myself to just spend a moment and wonder at life. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. And we will see you next time, everybody, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to